0: In this episode of Upward Calling, we talk about how Christians develop knowledge and self-control. Welcome to Upward Calling. We help Christians develop a relationship with God by talking with University Church of Christ evangelist Josh Greel and Dr. Kenny Embry. Listen as we take a deeper dive on a lesson from a recent Sunday service and help you apply it Monday through Friday. How are you doing, Josh?
1: Kenny, I'm doing great, man. We're in the same state, almost the same city, but we're not really ever in the same city whenever we record. No. So, um, yeah, doing, doing well. Glad to be back, and um, you know, rip roaring VBS going on right now.
0: That's exactly right. I, I heard that it went very, very well today. Today yeah. is Monday that we're recording. And the Jonathan Banning was the guy who was,
1: was right, talking. right. Jonathan was in the and so for those who are, are listening to this, they should, I think, be able to go online and and listen to those classes too. I haven't actually checked to see if we, we put those on or not, but yeah, uh, Jonathan's doing the adults. We had over, it was like 140 kids there this morning. Wow. So, and like so many people volunteer. I mean, it's just fantastic. It's, it's spectacular.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Jonathan, I, I, I'm sure that the, the kids classes were great. Jonathan Banning, well, to me, he is a good kid as well, but he's just a very, very good, uh, a gospel preacher. I'm, I'm yeah. very impressed by him. Absolutely. Um, this past week you picked up back where you, where you left off with, with, uh, with second Peter, the first chapter. I don't mind telling you this, this is one, this is a series that, that has been a lot to me. You started talking about knowledge. I'll go ahead and tell you, you snuck in self-control, but you, but you primarily talked about knowledge. Um, one of the things that, that, that you talked about was, was that not everything is, is worth knowing. How we sh- how should we discriminate betw- between the important stuff and frankly the stupid stuff?
1: Yeah, so for those who, you know, are are just kind of coming into the podcast and, and maybe haven't listened to the sermon yet and haven't been there yeah, for any of them, right. what we're doing is was, we're going through 2 Peter 1 because in verse 4 Peter says, you know, our our call is to become partakers of the divine nature and then he gives yeah. eight characteristics, qualities in verses 5 through 7 that if we have these and are growing in them we we can know we're we're being what god wants us to be and the two that we considered yesterday and you're right uh, i i did not give a whole <laughs> lot of time to self control because i did want to focus more on on knowledge and yeah. so there's there's a couple of ways i, I want to kind of take your question because there there is information that frankly speaking we we just don't need to be bothered with um, yeah yeah I think probably scripturally, the, the best way to answer that is what Paul says in Philippians 4 and verse 8, a passage that's that's familiar to, to quite a few people, where he says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So yeah. ultimately, our, our thoughts and so the knowledge base that we have, we want them to to emphasize those qualities and to, and to bring those things in our lives. I think we can take from that and and just kind of think about all the noise around us and and already understand, like there's a whole lot of things out there and a whole lot of things that are shared that they just, they don't bring that to us. I I mean, I, Kenny, I don't know if you're like me. I do peruse the news pretty much on a daily basis. I don't read much in depth in the news, but just try Mm -hmm. to get a feel for what's going on out there. And of course there's yeah. a lot of anger and there's a lot of frustration and a lot of people upset. And you know, I don't try to do a deep dive into what everybody thinks on these things just because I don't think it's gonna lead me into the 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 areas of excellence that, that Paul is emphasizing in Philippians four and verse eight. And then of course yeah. there's a lot of trivial stuff, which you know, I do want us to, to understand there are some things we know about that are not necessarily um you know, scriptural, religious, spiritual, and it's not wrong. I mean, all of us have hobbies. I like, I like football. I like riding my bike. There's, there's things that I, that I know about. We're not, we're not saying anything about that. And I don't think that's what the scriptures are, are referring to either. Yeah, But I also, one other thing I want to say is I don't want us to, to ever begin to think that Focusing on knowledge of God, which is what we focused on on Sunday, mm-hmm. does not rule out growing in knowledge in a whole lot of other fields. We're, right. Christians do not need to be ignorant of science and history and literature. That That's not going to help serve God's purposes. I, I think what I try to emphasize to, to young people in particular is you need to to learn you need to learn um from people that that you don't agree with uh yes. you need to learn the dominant theories and thinking of the day but learn those things in the filter in the context of having faith in god having come to a knowledge of god mm-hmm. and then when you when you look at these things i'll tell you i i studied a lot of science in college i didn't have any professors that believed in god in college mm-hmm. um I grew more in my faith in studying science than in a whole lot of other things. It it, it clicked and made yeah. sense to me.
0: Yeah. I tell you, I, I, biology, my freshman year of high school biology, uh, I was in an AP class and that was quite possibly the most faith building exercise I ever had because they, they couldn't explain where that first cell came from. Mm-hmm. And, and when I asked, and that, that was a question that I legitimately had. And he said, I tell you what he said. We don't know, and I, t- I all I have always appreciated that he was that honest. That that he said he just said we we don't we just don't know where that first cell came from. Yeah, he said now I, he and he was. I am very grateful that I was taught by an atheist. I'm I'm very grateful that I was yeah. taught to by a card carrying Darwinian evolutionist mm-hmm. because and he was an honest one because he said this is what we just don't know. And yep. so that, that built my faith a lot. So anyway, I I completely agree with you on that.
1: Well, I'll tell you to give a book recommendation here on the podcast, and, and Kenny, you may have read it, and if you haven't, I'd recommend it. Uh, have you ever read Darwin's Black Box by Michael Behe?
0: I've heard of it. I haven't picked it up yet, but, but okay. I will.
1: So parts of it are are very technical, and he he admits that. In fact, he says, if you get to the technical sections and you want to kind of skip over it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a creationist. He's not necessarily a Christian. Uh, I don't know exactly. He may very well be, he just didn't you know say that in the book. But he's a creationist. He believes creation is the only thing that explains the, the existence. And I tell yeah. you, he gives um a lot of just really compelling arguments. And, and he gets. It's really all about um molecular biology. It's it's about you. You drill down. And all these things that have to take place for, for things we take for granted, like you know, we have to blink so many times or else our eyes will dry out and we'll go blind. Yeah. Well, there are yeah. thousands and thousands of processes that go into that. And then if all those aren't present, then it doesn't work. And evolution can't explain this. Um, so I, I give that as a recommendation. And again, it's a lot of science. He doesn't have, I don't think he has any scripture in the book whatsoever, Mm-hmm. But you learn about these things, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God, Psalm 19. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we should come to understand these things and, and to, to know these
0: things. Yeah, that's exactly right. When you started talking about what we should know, you, you focused it on knowing God. And, and that, that was actually a really smart way to take this. Um, what's the difference between knowing about God and really knowing God?
1: You know, I, I was thinking about that today. Um, I, I'll, I'll approach it from this standpoint. There is the the way that an academic can go about it. You know an academic can know everything that Scripture says about God, mm-hmm. but it does not make an impact on his life. Yeah. You think about how Paul constructs his letters, and Paul always begins with theology. He always begins with some principles about who God is and what God's done for us. I've said before, and I I would say it's probably still true, I think Ephesians is probably my favorite Mm -hmm. book, maybe not book, at least letter uh, in the New Testament yeah Because uh, of the structure that it has, it is six chapters and the first three are all about here's God, here's what He's done. and the last three chapters are here's how we should respond. You think of mm-hmm. wonderful chapters like Philippians chapter 2, where Paul is calling us to be humble, but to get us to be humble, he gives us the, a theology lesson about the humility of Christ. Okay? So from that standpoint, real knowledge of God and not just knowing about God is is very practical. You mm-hmm. take in the theology of who God is, and then you put it into practice. Here's how it impacts your life, and here's um, how it motivates your life and, and shows us how how to live. So that's how I would answer that question, that to, to know about God, to really know God, is to know these theological principles, but and then also know how they're supposed to translate into our
0: lives. Yeah, yeah. The other thing when I wrote this question, one of the things I was thinking is I don't think there's, I don't think either one of those pursuits is a, is a waste of time. I think the the idea that you start learning about who God is, mm-hmm. and and then learning learning God, I think about one is 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 a more objective measure, and the other one is is more subjective. It's a relationship.
1: Absolutely. And I'll I, go back to you know a passage that we. Utilized so many times, and talking about how someone can become a Christian, and so we'll we'll talk about Romans ten seventeen. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Well, how yeah. does that how does that work? You you read the scriptures, you hear the word of God, and you hear about. It's basically it's it's a history book of how God deals with man. You learn about God in Scripture and if you learn enough about god that will produce faith in you and so again it goes back to exactly what paul does is theology which is then followed by practice
0: yeah yeah you, you know we you have a couple of weeks ago you said you were not sure that there was a, a a structure or, or uh, an order to these, ver- to, to these. Kenny, things. I've already admitted publicly you were right. <laughs> Look, man, I, I tell you what, I, I, I agreed. I, 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 I wasn't. I, I knew with the first three, I, I felt fairly certain that those first three made sense and in, in mm-hmm. order. The more we, we start going through these, the more I think this, these are all sequential, mm-hmm. because I, I think it's it starts making it starts making sense to me. Um, that said. L- l- let me ask you this what 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 kind of it, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, and that's right. that's one of the things mm-hmm. that, that you've mm-hmm. probably heard. There is also dangerous knowledge. what What, what kind of knowledge is truly dangerous?
1: Well, w- my answer was going to be really more along the lines of of the first statement, and that is incomplete knowledge is dangerous. yeah yeah, uh, knowledge that that emphasizes part of truth and not the whole counsel of God. And, and I made a, a kind of a passing reference to this in the sermon, but it's really true. You look at any doctrine that we would consider false or that we would consider not not necessarily biblical, but those doctrines have at their heart biblical truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gnosticism that Paul and Peter and others combated, uh, or more Peter and John combated in, in their letters, That had had kernels of truth in it that you can read scripturally and say that, yes, um, the spiritual man is good. The fleshly man is, is evil. And they just kind of took that and ran with it and went places Mm -hmm. that God, God didn't want them to. They had some knowledge. It's just that they then kind of ignored a lot of the rest of of what God had for them. Um, I tell you the the one that I'll come back to again and again is you think of Calvinism. Calvinism begins with, what I think we would agree is a pretty solid point, and that is, God yeah. is sovereign. Yeah, I, I fully believe God is sovereign, but to them, s- the sovereignty of God means, okay, if God is sovereign, then he controls everything. Whereas I would submit scripturally, God in his sovereignty allows people to come to him or not. It's the mm-hmm. fact that he's sovereign that he can then reward or punish. So it's they start with a truth. It's just that it's an incomplete truth. And so I, I think all of it and you know I' have talked about this. you know, we've talked about the 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 tension in in conversations over the years between grace, faith, and works, mm-hmm. where our response to that may have been really heavy on the obedience side mm-hmm. because we were responding to arguments that were neglecting or delegating uh, uh, faith or obedience. Yeah. Uh, and just saying that, that grace and faith. Well, I think that part of that time we we began to lack a knowledge of what is grace and faith really all about. Yeah. But when yeah. you when you get all the knowledge about grace, faith, and obedience, then then you've got a, a doctrine that works. Uh, you've got a doctrine that's biblical. But you have to take all of the knowledge in, about those things and, and incorporate it. So that's right. where I was going with, but Kenny, you may have had something else you had in mind there.
0: I, no, I, I think one of the things that I would say is dangerous knowledge is, is misapplied knowledge. Mm-hmm. Christians don't ever do good by hiding their heads in the sand on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, if we're trying to, to avoid facts, we're, we're doing something quite frankly stupid. We need to, to face facts. And recognize what we don't know and what we can't know. I, I think that the "quote unquote" facts that, that I that I see from others who who say that this disproves Christianity in some way has almost always gone to the point of, well, they're taking a pretty big logical leap here, uh, and and they're reaching a conclusion. But you, do you realize that that what they just said? doesn't really connect. It's not Mm -hmm. a direct connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we talked about Darwin before and Darwin is one of those characters that I've studied. Um, one of the things that we don't recognize is Darwin revised his book. I want to say revised his book 12 times, but the revision all of us have is the second or third revision. And, in many ways, the reason we have that second or third revision of this book and not one of the later ones is that the people that, that felt like they understood Darwin felt like he had made too many concessions. Hmm. And and so even Darwin understood that some of his things were just conjecture and and he couldn't necessarily prove everything that, that he was putting out there. So I, I guess the, the thing that I would say is dangerous knowledge is knowledge that is misapplied.
1: Yeah, um, that's true. And I tell you, I, <laughs> I I say this jokingly sometimes, but it's only a half-hearted joke because I, I believe this. I, I think one of the most valuable valuable verses for Christians should be Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine: "The secret things belong to the Lord." Mm-hmm. We need okay. to understand there are limitations to our knowledge. Yeah, and when we talk about proving christianity even yeah we we are proving something that is based on faith we are proving something that yes there's evidences that should convince us there's knowledge that is there that should convince us and guide us but there's things that god has not revealed to us and, and you know what he's revealed to us what we need yeah and i just need to be i need to be satisfied with the limitations uh, on the knowledge that we can not have
0: it reminds me of this old guy i i hope he's still alive but he, he was he was an older gentleman when i knew him named john hurt uh, down in memphis tennessee and he he kept on and he, he said this just about every bible class we had which was there are questions i can't answer but there are answers i can't question and i i, <laughs> I like that i, I really good. always like that there, that I, I, I thought good. he's absolutely right on that. Coming to a sermon
1: um, near you, probably.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I did. I'm not going to ask a lot about self control, but I think one of the things that the application of self control is in a discussion of of something that's going on in the news right now. Um, it's it's impossible. I, I don't I don't really like talking politics at all, mm-hmm. and yet one of the things that I know is. This, the Roe v. Wade decision that was overturned by the the Supreme Court has a lot of people very upset and has a lot of people on both sides of the aisle very upset. Um, Annie, do you have any reactions to that, Josh?
1: So, yeah, um, and the reason you bring this up is I'm sure because I did address it briefly, um, Sunday morning. You know, that decision came down on Friday and it was a travel week for me last week, so I wasn't going to try to rework everything and do something completely different. But I, right. I, I addressed it in in the context of knowledge that mm-hmm. for many of us, we, we're, we're glad that uh, from a federal standpoint, that this, this law, this, you know, constitutional principle was, was struck down that abortion yeah. is no longer a recognized federal right. But my happiness on that was tempered by the fact that no one's minds were changed. And in fact, as someone else pointed out to me, in fact, the only way you could say that people's minds were changed last Friday is they probably became more hardened in whatever position they were already in. Uh, so it's not really a changing of mind, more of a, uh, a solidification of their mind. Yeah. And where we're, what we're lacking. And this is true for the proponents of Roe v. Wade. And this is true for the opponent opponents. Um, is knowledge of God, that this comes down to, and, and what is not recognized in our society is man has intrinsic value because he's created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the decision begins and ends, that this the, the life is in the image of God. Now, that not only applies to matters such as aborting a fetus, that applies mm-hmm. to how I treat those who I disagree with. That applies to how I refer to them, how how I speak to them. That applies to how I love them and how I reach out to them. <laughs> so yeah. the the sanctity of human life, why does God say we have to be charitable? Because life is sacred. God mm. is made in the image of God. So right. the, the reason why, you know, social media, the internet's a pretty dark place right now is because there is a fundamental lack of, Knowing God, and because people don't know God, they then don't know how to act toward other people who are made in God's image.
0: You know the only the only thing, and I wish you would have brought this up. If you're going to, if you're going to give short shrift to to, to self control, I wish you would have talked about knowledge of self as well. Because yeah. I think one of the things that, that that we need to it's one thing to know God, but it's it's quite another thing to know how bad you really are in comparison here's, here's the self-control. If you are, if you believe in the sanctity of human life and, and you felt like Roe v. Wade was just a miscarriage of justice, by the way, I'm on that camp. I'm in that camp. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be a jerk. Yeah, This is, this is not a time to, to gloat. This is right. not a time to, I, I, I don't know that this is true, but this is what I'd be willing to bet that for most people, the The decision that they, the, the 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 course of events that took them to a decision where aborting a child sounded like a good idea was not a very bright path, right? Um, and I don't agree with with their decision, but realize there's always a hurting person that's behind those yeah. decisions, yeah. And I, 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 I guess and you're welcome to disagree with me on this. I don't think you do. Which is that that we value the human life of both the mother and the child, mm-hmm. and and both of them are hurting at this point. Yeah. So I mean, j- just be kind. Absolutely, be like God.
1: Jesus died on the cross for his enemies. He died on the cross for people who were killing him. Yeah, and and so you're right. You know, we think about our self control. Consider how we treat our opponents. And then consider how God treated his opponents. And most of us are pretty yeah, liking.
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, that, that passage in Romans, and we were his opponents. I mean, that's yeah. that's the point. All right. Then let me go to where we usually end up, which is how does godly knowledge help us with God's upward call?
1: Well, because ultimately the upward call is to become a partaker of the divine nature. And so we have to first know who God is. We have to understand who he is. And then that translates into acting so that we can then be more and more like God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which means there's nothing about God that you can learn that's not going to make you better. And I think it was you that was saying this, even the parts that just seem weird, Um, the the parts that seem really harsh. Why would why did God tell people to utterly destroy? Mm -hmm. You don't have any reason to to avoid those passages, Mm -hmm. right? Because when you look at the reasons, it makes sense. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. It
1: does. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So you're going to be preaching next time, Jack.
1: I am. I am. I my my travel is um pretty much done for the year, other than some one night things. So. I shouldn't be missing a whole lot more weekends. So yes, my, my plan is uh, right now, and I'm going to be doing some working in the in the schedule here in a little bit because events like last week do probably warrant a little bit deeper treatment than I I gave it on uh, on Friday on Sunday rather. Um, but right now I'm thinking we're going to continue in Second Peter one this Sunday, and if so, if we do that, we're going to be considering perseverance and godliness.
0: I like that. I think one of the things, I don't know which one you're going to give more time to. My vote is godliness. Uh, Godliness is my favorite.
1: I I tell you, godliness is one of the principles. And and you know what? Those of you who are listening to this, just take everything I'm saying here with a grain of salt, because I am going to be looking at my calendar and schedule a little bit. And I may just have to, you know, I was trying to do this over the summer, and um, when we get to the fall, start addressing other things. I may just need to start giving each one of these their own lesson after all. So, And if I did that, you know, then godliness is going to get plenty of time. But or I could just do what I'm, I'm, I'm frequently accused of, and that is for preach for 40 or 45 minutes, which I don't <laughs> ever do, but I could.
0: Indeed you could. Well, Josh, you are the guy with the, with the message. You do what you want to, man.
1: All right. That's a dangerous right. thought, but okay.
0: All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll talk about it next week.
1: Sounds good, Kenny. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get to know us more, you're welcome to watch a live stream service or join us in person at the University Church of Christ in Tampa, Florida. The sermon we reference in this episode is in the show notes. We have all of our information at universitychurchofchrist.org. Until next time, God bless you in your walk with God.